Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Who's ready for the word of the Lord today? I need a little more people than that excited about the word. Who's ready for the word today? Open up your Bibles with me to Colossians chapter 3. And as you're turning there, I just want to remind you that this coming Wednesday, this Wednesday that's coming up, we uh, are starting a brand new Bible study. It's uh, We were looking forward to uh, launching some new small groups this fall, but with everything going on, obviously, uh, it's not. we didn't feel that it was appropriate time for that. And there are some people that just, you know, don't want people in their homes right now with gatherings, so we understand. So we're having one big gathering here on Wednesday nights starting this Wednesday, this Wednesday at 6.15. Get out of your head, and I'm talking some about that today, but uh, if you are interested in that, you can register. uh, You can come for free, or if you would like a study guide, the Bound Study Guide, it's a great resource for you for these next six weeks. You can go to our social media sites. You can pull it up on our app. It's just $14. Just let us know that you're coming. And if you want to buy the material there, you're more than welcome to um, to do that um, before Wednesday. So you can do all of that. Just let us know that you're going to be here for that. So you don't want to miss that. The word today, we're going to Colossians chapter 3. Last week, I started a new series called Uncommon. Uncommon. And as I was praying Last month, about where to go this month, God just really began to speak to me about September and that it was going to be a time of separation. And as God was dealing with me over that, I saw, I've seen a lot of my pastor friends, they are feeling this same thing that's going on. It's a, it's a September to remember. It's a time to separate where God is pulling his people into uh, a closer relationship with him. Um, not, not because we are better, but because He wants us to be different, amen? We are uncommon people, and this September, even on the Jewish calendar, is the day of atonement, and it's the the day whenever uh, the Jews around the world, they they will be praying, they will be fasting, and they will be seeking the forgiveness for their sins. So I say all of this is, I believe all this is unfolding, and God is speaking to the church like never before, that we need to know who we are in this day and this time. Amen? We need to know who we worship. We need to know whose we are. We need to know what we have inside of us that makes us uncommon. And if you have been born again and you have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and you've been filled with his spirit, you have something inside of you called an anointing. Amen? There is an anointing inside of you. And I started talking about this last week, and I'm going to go there again this week, about the anointing. And it will do you such good to know that not only are you anointed, but it will do you good to know what it is and how you can actually use it. He, the Lord, has called the church to be relevant. Amen? Amen? He has called the church to be relevant. 
And relevant has a lot of definitions in different circles, but really to the church, relevancy means that you understand where the world is at, that you have a pulse on where your city is at and what your city needs. You understand what people are going through around you and you meet those people there. That is what creates relevance. And God, although God called us to be relevant, guess what? He did not call us to blend in. Amen? He has not called us to blend in. And a matter of fact, that's why God called us salt. He said, you are the salt of the earth. That is what you are to be. You are to be the salt of the earth. And the reason he says that is because salt does not blend in, but instead salt changes the flavor of everything that it is added to. Salt will change the flavor. That's why, that's why God called you salt. God has called us salt because he's calling us and asking us to step into cities and change the flavor of a city. Amen. He's calling you at work to step into your cubicle and be the salt and add some flavor to that salt. He, he's calling us to, to stand out and to change the flavor of whatever we are around. God is calling you. Guess what? You are the new flavor flavor of this generation. Some of you know who that is. Some of you don't. I'm glad some of you don't. I mean, that means you're a little holier than the rest of us. But he's called us to be that flavor flame. He's called us to add some flavor. Come on, somebody. Nobody likes bland food. Nobody likes bland church. I don't think they do, even if they don't admit it. We want something there. And guess what? God has put something inside of us. He says, you are the salt, and I'm putting you out there. Why? Because I'm putting you out there to change the flavor of everything around you. How many times have we heard people praying, and maybe you've prayed, you know, God, change this situation. God, get me out of this. God, let me work somewhere with a bunch of Christians. Who's ever prayed that? No, guess what? No, that's exactly where God wants you to be. The Bible says you are salt of the earth. He puts you right there in the middle of a bunch of common people. Why? So you can change their flavor so you can impact their lives. Why? Because you are uncommon. Amen? You are uncommon. Let me give you this little revelation today that, uh, and there's, uh, I don't know the I don't know if you'll ever hear a pastor say this. You probably won't hear many pastors say this, but guess what? The world will not uh, the world will not change. The world will not be won by churches just having Sunday morning services. Can I get an amen? It won't happen that way. The world will not be won by you going to a one-day event, by you going to get prayed for by a prophet, by, by, by you going to a conference. The world will not be changed by that. But no, the world will be changed and won when you let the Lord place your uncommon self into common environments and you take that salt that you received on Sunday. You take that salt you received from that meeting and you step in and you change the flavor of someone's life. Look at your neighbor and say, I told you you were salty. That's no longer an insult. When somebody says you being salty, just say, I agree. I'm just living out the scripture. I'm just being salty. It's scripture. You are being salty. Why? God has called us to be the salt. He's called us to be the flavor, the, 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 the environment changer. Don't turn there, but in, but in Luke chapter 3, 
Jesus is about to start his public ministry, and he is about the age of 30 years old. We really haven't seen Jesus in the scripture uh, before until uh, till he was a little boy in, 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 uh, in the temple about his father's business. Now here he comes on the scene, and it so happens that John the Baptist is there, and he's standing in the river. He's baptizing people. He's preaching to them, spreading the gospel, and he looks, and there comes Jesus into the scene. Jesus, uh, and John looks at him and says, Behold, it is the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. And the Word says that he got into the river, and John baptized him, and the Word says that the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. The Holy Spirit came down upon him. That is Luke chapter 3. If you turn the page to Luke chapter 4, guess what? Jesus has walked out of that river. He has changed his garments and now he's walking right into the temple of the Lord. And the word says that he picks up the scroll, which is the book of Isaiah, and which was the book which would prophesy about him in the Old Testament. Isn't this somewhat ironic that now Jesus Jesus is holding the book and he's reading from the book that said that said this guy is actually coming and he picks up the scroll and he reads it and he reads it aloud and he said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me why because he has anointed me Notice here that Jesus never said he was anointed until the Holy Spirit came upon him Now listen I'm going to get deep but really simple right here. So I want you to follow me. I'm going to teach some things this morning. It's deep, but it's really simple. Jesus was a man on earth that walked around carrying God. He was God wrapped up in flesh. That was Jesus. Watch this. We are to be the same. We are flesh and of sin. And until we've been born again, washed in his blood, received his salvation, the Holy Spirit cannot live inside of us. Amen? Because if God were to come down himself and put his spirit inside of a body that was not clean, our bodies would not be able to take the weight of his presence. So God has... All throughout scripture and even with Jesus, we watch as God somewhat hides himself behind a curtain. Watch this. So God anointed Jesus. In other words, he put his spirit inside of him. Why? Because he could not come as God. God could not come down to earth himself because of all of his glory. If God were to come down in this room right now with all of his glory, we would all be struck down because his glory is so strong. So God understood that he could not come down to earth with all of his glory. So he put just a little bit of his glory inside of Jesus. He hid himself behind man. Why? Because he realized that the earth could not stand his glory. 
But he had to put himself in or behind this man, Jesus. So God hid himself behind a man so that he could be revealed on earth. Follow me here. This is deep but simple. Watch. Even this is not just a New Testament thing. Even in the Old Testament, people could not take the weight of God's glory. So in the Word says in the Old Testament that he put himself behind a curtain in the temple. You had the outer courts, you had the inner courts, and then you had a curtain that shut off the holy of holies. It was so holy, and his presence was so thick around the Ark of the Covenant that no one could enter into his presence because it was so glorious that whenever they would step into his presence behind the curtain, they would literally just fall down dead because his glory was so strong. So there he had to hide himself behind a curtain. So God anointed Jesus and he put his spirit inside of him. Why? Because no one could get there. Why did he hide behind the curtain? Because he understood that people could not encounter his full glory. So even today, guess what? God has put something inside of you and you are like a curtain today. When the word says that whenever he died on the cross, that that curtain was ripped from top to bottom and it released his glory on the earth. Guess what? You today are God is hiding his spirit inside of you. Why? Because you are like a curtain of flesh. And guess what? Whenever people come in contact with you, they don't need to see you. They need to see Jesus. Can I get an amen today? You are like the holy of holies. Guess what? Guess what? There will be people that you meet. They will not encounter God until they encounter you. Why? Because you are like a curtain. And whenever they step into you, guess what? It's like they are stepping into the presence of the Lord. Isn't that heavy? I don't know about you, but that's such a heaviness. It's such like, it's, it feels like fire. It just feels glorious that God has hid himself in you. In other words, you are uncommon. In other words, you are not just a normal human being. You are no longer just a normal man or woman. No, but you are spirit that is wrapped up in flesh. And now the spirit of God is inside of you. And this is not just any spirit that we are talking about, but the Bible says that the spirit in you is the same spirit that was blowing in the borrowed tomb of Jesus. It says that that same spirit is also the same spirit that was blowing in the upper room. And the same spirit that was roaring through the upper room is the same spirit that is in your body today. Can I get an amen? That's how much power that you have. And this spirit is not hiding inside of you for a rainy day. No, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ actually means the anointed one hid himself so that he could reveal the glory to the earth. And guess what? That same spirit that God in Jesus is the same spirit that is in you so that you can reflect God's glory to the entire earth. Wow. Are you seeing this play out throughout generations? He put his spirit in you now so that the earth can see his kingdom. 
And if you could catch this little revelation of that the Spirit is alive inside of you, you would probably shape up real quick. Your life would really change because the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Why? So when people look at you, they don't see flesh. They see the Lord. That's why you've got to die to your flesh every single day. That's why whenever you get up, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, flesh, it's not about you today. It's not about what you want today. They're not going to see you today. No, but when people look at me, they're just going to see Jesus. Amen. It's not about you today. That's why whenever you get up and you feel like you are wrestling with the flesh, that's why you've just got to say to yourself, I'm just the spirit wrapped in flesh. I'm just the spirit that's wrapped in flesh. I'm just the spirit that's wrapped up in flesh. And before you know it, God will start to use your hands and your feet and your mouth and before you know it, God is revealing himself through you to this earth. Why? Because you are uncommon. Can I get an amen today? You are uncommon. Question for you today. What if you're called to be uncommon, but you think like someone that is common? What if you are called to be mighty, but you think like someone that is weak. Hmm. What if you have been called to victory, but you think like someone who's in defeat? Which one is going to win at the end of the day? Get this. I've come to this understanding that there is a gap Deep but simple. Watch this. There is a gap between Christian's mind and their anointing. There is a gap in what you think about yourself and what God actually knows about you. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. There is a gap in Christian's minds of what you think about yourself and what God actually knows about you. How many of you have realized that there are a lot of frustrated Christians in life? Don't you love being around a frustrated Christian? I love frustrated Christians. Not really. Because they frustrate me. They're frustrating. But have you realized there's a lot of frustrated Christians and when I think about frustrated Christians, people that I think of that are Christians that are always frustrated, I've come to realize why there are so many frustrated, uptight people. The answer is there is a gap between their mind and their anointing. And that gap is called frustration. How do you close the gap between your mind and your anointing? Here, this is it. Colossians 3. I told you to turn there. Verse 1. Colossians 3 verse 1, it said, If then you were raised with Christ, Christ means the anointed one. Therefore, if you were raised with the anointing, seek those things which are above where Christ or the anointed one is, sitting at the right hand of God. Listen, this is it. Set your mind on things that are above. Not on things of this earth, for you died and your life, 
Those things that you are embarrassed of, things that you want to forget, things you hope no one remembers of you, it said those things are dead and is hidden with Christ or the anointing in God. So right here, he's saying, get your mind off of earthly things, but fix your gaze on spiritual things. Fix your eyes upon the hills where you know where your help comes from. Amen. Fix your eyes upon heaven. And in verse 5, he says, therefore, put to death your members which are on earth. Your members is actually members of your body like flesh. Put to death the flesh. And then he gives some instructions on what you need to. Fornication, uncleanliness, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Listen, deep but simple. When God gives you commands like this, that's telling you to do these things, put to death these things, get these things out of your life. When God tells you to put away these things, those are not contingencies by which you get into heaven. Okay? Let's make this simple. There's only one way to get into heaven and it's through the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? There will be only one way to the Father. I don't care what you're hearing out there in these days. Universalism, I don't care what you're hearing. I am telling you the truth. There is only one way into heaven, and it's through the blood which is given to you by the grace of the Lord. Amen? amen? amen. That's the truth. So guess what? Just because you've never murdered somebody doesn't mean that you're getting into heaven. There will be people in heaven that have actually thought about murdering people. Some of you have probably done that before. <laughs> Don't raise your hand. So, but whenever we see God giving specific instructions like, do not do this, get this out of your life, fix your eyes. Whenever we see, we see God giving us commands like we've just read, it's not about your salvation because that just comes through the blood. But what he is doing is, he is trying to get the common person into the uncommon life. He's trying to get the common Christian, the one who just has said, I believe in Jesus. He's trying to get the common person to the uncommon common. Get this. This is the simple truth. God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for your sins. Amen? Why? There's two reasons. Most people would say one reason. The first reason is most reason that everyone would quote. It is so that you could have the gift of eternal life. But guess what? God did not send his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you just so things that you are experiencing on the other side. He sent him to die for you for this day. And the second reason is the reason that he sent his son to die for you is so that the Holy Spirit or the anointing can actually live inside of you. Why? Because it cannot live in unclean places. He come to forgive you of your sin. Why? So the anointing can actually reside in you. The Holy Spirit cannot live in common places. It can only go in uncommon places. The word actually says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple. This is a, a fact that very little people know about me. But I actually majored in college in art. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I told you it's simple but deep. You, this is you, 
Don't you wish you were that skinny? And I, I, I know what some of you are thinking. This is you. It says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The verse, this verse actually supports that, that, that thought that I said before, that you are the Holy Spirit wrapped up in flesh. You are the temple. The Holy Spirit is living inside of you. The word that we read today says in order to separate yourself from these things, in order for you to make a shift from the common to the uncommon, you must think on things that are above. Why? Because God knew that your mind would be your biggest battle. In the scripture, he says, look, if you're going to make it here, you better change your mind. How many of you have ever talked to your kid? You better change your attitude. He said, right here, your mind. Anybody hearing the cranberry singing in your head right now? You are the holiest people I've ever met. Your mind. Your mind. Because he knew that your biggest battle was going to be in your head. Do you want to know what? Your thoughts, your thoughts can actually diminish your anointing. Hmm. The anointing. You have your mind, and then you have anointing. Now, I'm very much aware that there's no scientific way to prove where the anointing resides in your body. Some of you thinking, I must have a lot of anointing right here. I don't know. <laughs> there's no way that we can cut somebody open and say, oh, that, 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 that's the anointing. But as I listen and I read and I study about the Spirit and the anointing, there is something throughout Scripture about the belly. When Jesus is talking to the disciples and everyone around him, and he is telling them the Holy Spirit is coming in John chapter 7, he says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said, the Holy Spirit, the anointing is going to flow from your belly. Wow. And if you read and you study the original language, the Spirit, not the Holy Spirit, but whenever you say, you know, there's, that's not, something's not right in my spirit. No, my spirit. It don't feel right in my spirit. Whenever you look at those original words, it starts to parallel with there is something that the anointing likes about the stomach. See, the world tells you that is a gut feeling. Let me tell you something. Don't let the world diminish what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of you. That, that's not your, that's not a gut feeling. That's the anointing screaming out to you, don't do that. That is the anointing. It's in your stomach. When the, the anointing told you, don't get in that relationship. But guess what? Your mind said, I want it. So there you did it. Then you said, oh, I should have followed my gut. No, you should not have followed your gut. You should have followed your anointing. Can I get an amen? amen? You don't have gut feelings. You have anointing feelings. So get this. Proverbs 23, 7. You are your thoughts. Isn't that scary? This is straight up Bible. Deep but simple. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. As a man thinks 
He is. What does that mean? You don't get to choose your thoughts. You get to choose which ones go and which ones stay. Hmm. You can't help it that that thing crossed in your mind. Have you ever been something and some cross crossed your mind? Like, what in the world? Where did that come from? You can't. You can't help thoughts that come through there, but you can't control that. I can't control, I, I can't control which birds fly over my house, but I can, control, uh, I can control which ones I allow to make a nest in my house. You can't control every thought that goes through your brain, but you do control what you meditate on. Meditate is not some sitting on a rug smelling incense with your hands out. Meditate is simple. What, what, keep, what you keep allowing to go through your mind. You are that thing. You will start to see those things come to. Because whatever you let stay in your mind will eventually be seen in time. You can't control every thought that goes through your brain, but you can control your meditations. You can control what you are, what you are constantly thinking about. I mean, look around. Everything in this room was a thought before it actually happened. Look at these monitors on the wall. These are flat screen TVs. How many of you remember the big gigantic TVs that took 10 people to get out of your house? The big, the big flat screen, or the, the, big, the, huge, the huge screen that you had to put six feet off the wall because it was so big in the back. Somebody was watching that thing one day and thought, this is stupid. <laughs> well, don't it make so much more sense if we could get this thing in? And guess what? They thought and they thought, and now whenever you go buy a TV, you can't find a big TV. Why? Because everything is like this. It was a thought before it was an actual product. Guess what? This, this, this building here, it was actually, it had been in someone's head a very long time before they ever saw it come to pass. This phone right here, it's an Apple phone. Guess what? It was in Steve Jobs' head long before it was in my hands. Apple says that they are still creating products that was in Steve Jobs' hand and his head, and he's been dead for years. It is a thought long before. Why did they have such a strong marriage? It's not because they are perfect, but they think the right thoughts about each other. Can I get an amen? What makes a church so great? It's the way they think. What makes a church ineffective? It's the way they think. A man thinks, as a man thinks, so he is. Do you get this? Your thought life starts to find your reality, and that's why the devil loves being in your mind. Because he realizes, as a man thinks, so he is. If I can get him to think he's depressed, one day he's going to start acting like it. If I can get him to think he can't live without anybody but that person, so it's going, I'm going to drive him crazy. He's going to stalk that. He's going, to, he's going to be on the news. He's going to go crazy. If he can get you to think it, you will start to start acting it out. If you can get this basic principle, you will be a warrior in, in, in spiritual warfare because spiritual warfare is all about your mind. 
It's all about your mind. And here he is. He says, everything as a man thinks, so he is. So this is what happens. Your mind starts saying, your mind starts saying you're never going to make it. Your mind starts saying this is where you're headed. Your mind starts seeing things and taking in images and starts coming up. Whenever you hear a word, your mind changes it into an image. Listen to this. Red apple. What did you just see? A red apple. Brown dog. What did you just see? You saw a brown dog. Why? Because your mind, you hear it and your mind puts it in pictures. And all of a sudden, you've been listening to mass. You get up and the first thing you do is you, is, is you want to see what happened last night on Facebook. You turn on MSNBN, in MSNBC. You turn on CNN. You turn on Fox. They're all crazy. At some point, you got to turn that off. Don't watch it first thing in the morning because the first thing you'll do is you will start living out the things that you are listening to. This is simple, it's deep, it's simple. But all of a sudden, your mind starts saying, oh, this is where you're headed. All of a sudden, your mind says, you know, your child, they're dying and going to hell. There's no way God can save them. All of a sudden, your mind starts looking and says, oh, your job, you might as well quit. Your life is horrible. You might as well take it. You might as well end it. But all while this is going on, the anointing here is telling you the exact opposite. It's telling you the is telling you the polar opposite. And what happens is there becomes a gap between your mind and what, the, and what God is calling you to do. And this gap is called, I'm writing the word, frustration. This is why we have so many frustrated Christians. Because they're not going off by what the anointing is telling them, the Spirit is telling them. They're going off by what they are seeing and hearing in this world. And that will make you crazy. Just watch, just watch, watch Meet the Press for 10 minutes. You'll be crazy. First of all, it's boring. But second of all, you'll be crazy because all of a sudden it messes with your mind. And the devil knows if he can get in your mind, he's got you. That you will start doing that. And while your anointing is giving the polar opposite, and while this is happening, there is a gap between what you see and think and what the anointing is telling you. This is why so many of you are frustrated. Do you want to know why you're frustrated in this battle that you are fighting? Because this is you. And this right here is common. common. Most people that you walk around on earth with, there is a gap. She could be looking cute. She locked, she's got it all together. Looks like she just stepped out of snazzy rags, but guess what? There is something going on. He's got the BMW. He's got the doctorate. There is something in this common life because there is a gap in what God is trying to do and what you actually think. But listen something. Whenever you get the revelation that you are uncommon, whenever you get that revelation, guess what? Uncommon people don't have gut feelings. They have anointed feelings. Uncommon people don't get chill bumps. They get Holy Ghost sensations. I can't stand when somebody says, I was listening to them sing in the Spirit. Ooh, I got chill bumps. No, you didn't. The devil is a liar. That was the Holy Spirit working inside of you 
saying, you need to react to this song. This song is about you. You need to step into it. And all of a sudden, that, that, that is uncommon people. Uncommon people know I can't control what comes in my head, but I can control what stays there because the Word is telling me to get my thoughts and to meditate on things that are high and above. And as you do this, this gap starts to close. And whenever you realize I'm uncommon, all of a sudden, you become a new creation. You become a new creation when you stop this mess right here and you are going simply off of what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. This is the world. This may be you. It looks like a mess, because it is. And all of a sudden, you are no longer going off by what you see, you're not letting social media tell you what to do. You're not letting the news tell you what to do. All of a sudden, you aren't going by what you are putting into your body. You are going off the anointing. Let me tell you something. You cannot be uncommon listening to Beyonce. I'm just going to tell you like it is. I must be talking to somebody at the house because they're real quiet right now. <laughs> this Cardi B junk, you better turn that stuff off. I'm going to talk to you right now. Why? Because you're going to be right here. You up here in church, and we're talking about the goodness of God, and you're listening to, I'm a savage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't even get it out of your head. You want to know why? Because the devil put it there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach to somebody today. You want to know why you can't live victorious? It's because you are common, and your mind is so cluttered with stuff. And God is calling out to his church. Today's the day to separate yourself. Don't worry. But now this, this, this has actually become the church. We are so afraid to worship because we're afraid we're going to get in trouble. We're afraid to pray because we're afraid we're going to get in trouble. We're afraid to meet because we're afraid we're going to get in trouble. And all of a sudden, here we are and we look common because now we're frustrated and because we know what God has called us to do, but we know what the world is telling us to do and we're caught in the middle. God is ready for a church that is uncommon. Can I get an amen? They are so full of the Spirit. It's like rivers of living water flowing from them. And all of a sudden, this right here, Is uncommon. Which had you rather be? This just looks a lot easier than this. This is frustrating. I'm an Enneagram one, and this is this is this is this is making me frustrated. It's a mess. You want to know why you can't win battles? Because your mind. The devil loves getting in your mind. 
He loves getting in your mind. And whenever you get to this place where you get here, you know what? The uncommon person says, I'm losing my mind. When, when, when the common person says, I'm losing my mind, it means you're going psycho. But when the uncommon person says, I'm losing my mind, it simply means I'm losing my mind. I'm not going by what's in my mind. I'm going by what's in my spirit. I'm going by what the anointing is calling me to do. I'm losing my mind. The church needs to lose her mind. Why? The church needs to be run by the spirit and not by our sight. Can I get an amen? That's what makes us uncommon. Stand with me today. And whenever you get to this place over here, the uncommon, that's when the Lord starts saying, you are blessed. That's when the Lord starts saying, you are the head and you are not the tail. That's when you know I'm going to be blessed when I come and blessed when I go. I'm going to be blessed in the city. I'm going to be blessed in the field. This right here is when you know I am redeemed. I don't care what the devil has told me. I know I am redeemed. I don't care what I've done in my common past. I know what God has called me to now and I am redeemed. I am healed. I am anointed. And whenever you can get there, you will be a beast in spiritual warfare. You fight, you fight spiritual demons every single day. You just don't know it. You thought your coworker was the devil. No, no. Let me tell you something. Demons are after you. It's in the Bible. They're after your mind. Because they know if they can get to your mind, they can ruin your marriage. There's a man in here. There have been things going through your head. Other people, other things. And I'll tell you right now, you need to take captive every single thought because the devil is trying to destroy you through your thoughts. There's a woman in here that says you have no, the devil has lied to you and says you have no value. You're like the woman at the well. You've been with five or six people. You've got all of these kids. Nobody wants you. The devil is a liar. He's getting in your head so you will end right here. You will end what God wants for you. You will end. You will not listen to what the devil is a liar. You are uncommon. God has created you for this moment. Will you just raise your hands with me today? I want you to raise your hands in this place if you say, you know what? I'm ready to live this uncommon life. I'm ready to get out of the head and in the spirit. I'm ready to live this. If that's you, would you, would you, would you just raise your hands with me? Thank you. Yes. God, I pray over every person today. I pray over every person today. I pray over every person who has their hands raised today, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that today, Lord, that you just begin, Lord, to shift them from the common to the uncommon today. God, there are people they have been battling in their heads all of their life, and they are waiting. God, I pray right now, Lord, that we will be a church. We are not a church that is so uncommon. We will not be led by what we see, God, but we're going to be led by that feeling 
in our stomach. That's the anointing crying out, telling us to go, telling us to spread your word, God. God, I pray over marriages, Lord. So many marriages, Lord, they have failed in the head. They have failed in the head, God. And right now, God, I, I declare, God, a healing touch, Lord, over them. God, there are people in this room, they have thought about their life and how it should be no more. God, but I'm, I'm calling out to them right now, Lord. Call out to them with your spirit. Tell them that the devil is a liar and there is something inside of their belly that's dying to get out. And it's your purpose and it's your will for them, oh God. We are not coming. We are uncommon. Why? Because we're not going by the head, but we're going by the spirit today, oh God. You put an anointing in every person for this moment, for this hour. Let it be today, God. Let it be. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church podcast. For more information, visit LegacyChurchRome.org.